0: Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Geek Time Radio. I'm here this week with Ross.
2: <laughs> that was excellent. I'm very happy that that happened.
0: I Hello you- Dave. <laughs> Hello Ross. I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> very good. Yes, I thought a Batman kind of classic Batman twiddle yes. would suit you. Uh-huh. I, I mean Amanda's got her I love reading thing so you know I, th- I thought you you could do with something oh that's very good cool. I do I also like reading <laughs> well you can have an I love reading it's as well if you want
2: <laughs> thank you if you could if we could get like a three minute just a song basically made up of all of them and I could get that at the start that'd be great I can give you
0: a excellent <laughs> very much the same board at work there yes yes Yes, I have the sound void out. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing... Oh, I'm better now. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, no, I'm really good, Dave. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Been a, been a slow month yeah. for me. I ah. don't know why...
2: Different things going on. Been outside. Remember that. Remember that outside.
0: <laughs> what is this outside you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah, I've been there. Did some stuff there. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's this big open world game <laughs> thing that goes on <laughs> like constantly. Yes. So yes, you've been going out outside a lot. What what have you been doing?
2: Uh, well, I mean, the outdoor stuff's like just stuff. <laughs> uh, it was my birthday. Went to Reading, that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, Reading Festival is great. I built I built a wardrobe. That was something. I had, I've had like a big, you know, like every like once in a few, every few months, you'll go, "I'm not having this," and you just change your life in, in, inside your house where yeah, you live, yeah, yeah, and everything moves everywhere. Yeah, that's happened, and all my stuff. I've got, a, uh, I've got the beginnings of a Dave esque collection of uh, of graphic novels. Nice, Obviously, nice. nowhere near the sheer volume that you, you've got.
0: No, no, not not to the the sort of hundreds and hundreds that <laughs> I have yet.
2: <laughs> the library yes. of Dave yes uh, yeah um, I've, I've been watching uh, a little show called Firefly <laughs> an, ino- an anonymous donor yes. uh, Dave <laughs> an anonymous donor whose identity shall remain hidden <laughs> sent me a copy of the series yes yes and um, yeah as much as I'm someone who, who who thinks they won't like most spaceship sci-fi things uh, I'm really enjoying it. Good, good. How far, uh, how far through are you? I think I'm. I think I've just finished episode eight or something. Nice. Somewhere and there's there's fourteen, so I'm about just sort of past halfway. Maybe nine. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's really good. I think there's a lot of Western tropes in it. Yes, yes. So Sarah. there's a lot of stuff that if it was a Western, I'd be like, oh, this is a bit on the nose here. But because it's removed of that setting. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of patience with it. Like, I also think I also think a lot of the writing's a little bit on the nose. Like, some of it, I go, "Oh, we didn't need that, did we?" <laughs> but I, I'm I'm happy to sort of withhold that because I'm I'm enjoying it and it's a good ride. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It, it, it's a little bit. There are some. There are some general sci-fi. This is how sci-fi works. Things like there's a set of planets and there's like an evil group of people who are like the police kind of, and yeah. then there's like the rebel guys, and it, it follows that kind of, you know, this yeah. is how sci-fi is. But if, if you look, you know, in terms of the actual, because it's about the people, not necessarily about the stories, I think that works much better. Yeah. And I like it a lot. And you've got like, you've got like, the sassy lady, and then you've got the the sort of tomboy mechanic girl, and the sort of upright doctor guy, and then the sort of hothead guy who's always like violent and stuff. It's good, <laughs> they work together.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Actually, really enjoyed it. I I I thought you would. I mean, it's it's such a funny show. It's really entertaining. Um, it is one of my favourite shows of all time. Yes, it's very good. So I'm, I'm glad you finally come round to it.
2: <laughs> what else? What else? The TV stuff. Oh, you're not going to like the TV stuff, Dave. Go on. Um, the Bake Offs come back, and <laughs> yes. it's still amazing. Uh, X-Factor's come back enjoying
0: that Shine's no, back it's all good I have been watching some of X-Factor so yes David <laughs> I know David. it's a guilty pleasure of that I have seen some of X-Factor so that's good
2: that's good uh, what's that? what else has come back Impractical Jokers came back I'm not sure if you watched that
0: no no I haven't done it. Um Matt watches that really so.
2: good just give that a watch if you've got uh, it's really funny uh, yeah. Ballers is still going really enjoying that still yeah um, this month I've played a couple of games um, a couple of Telltale games, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, I played the Game of Thrones one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, which was fine. Yeah. It was certainly had some games of Thrones in. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I was a little bit, at the end, I was kind of like, oh, so all this was basically for nothing. Right. It feels like an uphill struggle that doesn't really return much
0: ever. Right, okay, yeah.
2: I don't think it was particularly, you know, Clever or funny, it's just like, oh,
0: okay.
2: Uh, it was, I mean, it was fine, but it just wasn't the best one I've played. Yeah, it was not Tales of the Borderlands,
0: right? Okay.
2: In fact, this might be because I'm a fan, but I enjoyed the one episode of Batman more than I enjoyed six episodes of Game of Thrones. Uh,
0: possibly, I think the fact that the Batman is newer.
2: I Maybe. think it probably makes yeah. a
0: difference and i i think the mechanics are a lot better
2: some of the textures in that game of Thrones game are shocking like i'm looking <laughs> yeah. at again is this a game from the 90s why is this i mean yeah. it's a
0: playstation 2. yeah no i know what you mean it's there, there are there are bits of it that uh i mean we were talking about this a bit last week with matt sort of saying that he thought that the quality of yes telltale yeah. have massively improved with the batman game just just the yeah. the engine and the look of things just I got a lot better i still
2: think that they i still think that as, as as an audience of an industry we shouldn't tolerate how bad it is but it's better <laughs> than it was
0: yeah I, I well i mean it's stylized in a certain way and they've, i hear a lot
2: of good things about the uh you know that you watch mr robot right you're that yes guy. Yeah, yeah um they've the game that the mobile game they've made for that is uh made with I think made with the Telltale engine apparently that's really good
0: I've not looked at that yet so maybe give
2: maybe give that a go right the other thing I played uh, was the I've played the first episode of The Walking Dead the first season yeah Uh, actually enjoyed that much more it was really good it was I was you know again it's about the people and it's about the relationships between you and the people you in air quotes about your character and the people and uh, there was a nice stealth section which I'm not really used to seeing a Telltale game, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things, one of the reasons uh, Tales of the Borderlands is my favourite Telltale game is because it has that thing... Have you played Tales of the Borderlands?
0: No, I haven't, because I, I was never a huge fan of Borderlands. So. It doesn't
2: People tell me, Dave, it does not matter. It's irrelevant. It's so right, okay. it's so funny, and it explains everything. Okay. There are a couple of... I mean, if you're, if you're crazy, like, uptight about it, there are a few spoilers for Borderlands 2 in there, but... Right. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, the one thing they do that I was quite impressed with was there's a situation where you have an opportunity to get some money, and if you get the money, you can then it opens further doors later on. But if you don't get the money, that opens other doors. And the same with things like there's uh, one character gets a gun, but the gun's only got one bullet. So if you use the bullet early, something happens, or if you use the bullet later, that thing can't happen. And it's got that. Yeah. It's got that sort of uh, inventory. Thing which The Walking Dead does as well, because you've got things like there was a radio at one point, and you can put batteries in it if you find them, and you yeah, know if yeah, you yeah. don't find them, presumably something else happens. And I like that. I like I, th- I like that depth because, like, Batman's got the depth. Like that that wouldn't make sense in a Batman game that you could pick up money because it's Bruce Wayne, or you could pick up batteries because why well, wouldn't you just buy them as Bruce Wayne? <laughs> yeah. Um But but Batman has its own a variation in the Batman slash Bruce Wayne bits. Yeah, where it yeah. has that own. So I really like that there, and I think maybe my issue with Game of Thrones is it didn't have much of that. You were either fighting people or talking to people, and that was pretty
0: much it. Yeah, yeah.
2: and maybe that's maybe that's my issue with it.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe, um, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I. Uh... Do like those telltale games? Oh, Who, who'd, who'd have thought in um, 2016 we'd be talking about what is essentially a glorified point-and-click adventure game? Yes, definitely. <laughs>
2: this is like what's the the early one they did? Mon-
0: Secret of Monkey Island. Secret of it? Monkey
2: Island. Yeah, like, like this this is, these games is. are Secret of Monkey Island.
0: Yeah, yeah basically they <laughs> and are. And it's
2: great. Yeah,
0: the uh, the remastered versions of Secret Secret of Monkey Island are great as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just to throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Anything else? Uh no, that's about it uh i got back into fallout a little bit Ugh, yeah
2: yeah i hate it so much but i love it so much <laughs> like i'm addicted to it but i hate it <laughs> um, um i think the true meaning of addiction is where you want to stop you just can't
0: yes um, yeah.
2: i'm getting majorly excited for mafia 3 comes out next month
0: yes i'm looking forward to that as well i loved the first two so I'm a
2: big big mafia fan and uh I ah th- oh Dave it's bad news I might be getting the uh you know like the 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 edition that includes the season pass
0: yeah and see <laughs> I've I've stopped buying season passes because I tend That's... to play things I tend to, tend to play things when they first come out and if you're playing it already when it first comes out it, it kind of takes I, unless it's something like Skyrim which is a huge game that You know, I'll kind of drop halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because nobody ever gets to the end of this. Um, You know, then it's sort of worth it buying a game of the year edition. But, um or if i come to it really late you know i'll buy like a special edition that's got everything like the witcher, like the the witcher. witcher quite late yeah I book the witcher really late so you know if in those situations i do but otherwise i don't bother buying the season pass because yeah I, I, I play it straight through right away and then i probably don't want to go back to it so i've started no buying them more
2: and more which i think is a problem <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the one of the first ones i bought was uh do you remember last year's assassin's creed game yes yeah i bought that one because i really enjoyed it uh i don't regret that it was good um i bought the fallout one just because remember, they were going to put the price up because they were adding new stuff yeah I, just before they put the price up i kind of thought i can't really afford not to i haven't played any of the things i've had dlc <laughs> i've just got it i like when i'm at a point in fallout where i feel ready for that i can do it but that's not yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've got to go back to that yet. Um, I I started again playing Fallout, sort of, but I I think it's a bit too soon. Having played mm. through it once, I need to leave it a bit, and I'll go back yeah, to it. And yeah, play through I bought the The
2: Witcher season pass. That's very worth it. That might be, in fact, that might be the most worthwhile season pass I've ever bought.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still got some of the Witcher, um, it's Blood and Stone. I think I've still got to. Get through, yeah. Whatever the last no, one, was. Blood and wine, oh, what, and, blood then and Hearts of wine. Stone. Yeah, Hearts of Stone. Hearts of Stone. I've done. Blood and wine. I've still got to go back to. It was good, so, wasn't it? Hearts of Stone. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Interesting moral questions. Yes, it's it's such a good game that I'm. Ah, honestly,
2: immense Dave. game.
0: Really, really good. We'll so, have
2: to do. Maybe we could do like a spoiler cast at the end of if, when you finish Blood and Wine. But it it might be my favorite end to a video game. Ever, <laughs> like my like, I always I always uh, state my top video games as. Funnily enough, Mafia Two ends up up there. Yeah, um, Red Dead Redemption has one of my favourite endings to yeah, a video game. That's a great game. But the Witcher Blood and Wine ending is way up there, man. It's a oh, great, that's it's a great game.
0: I, I need to go back to it. I'm I'm at the moment. I'm on Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Oh yeah, how's that? I, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I've got it on PC, obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, so, because um, it's a first-person game, and I, I can't do first-person at all on consoles. I just can't play them. Um, <laughs> I can't aim guns. I can't. You need, you that, know. need that mouse control. Yeah, I need the mouse control. So I, I've uh, got that on PC, and after a bit of tweaking around with the graphics, got it kind of looking nice. So. <laughs> Eight. Why is it with you PC gamers? You have to mess. You have to fiddle with things. You have well, to get everything, everything else to be. Oh, this
2: is super high graphics. It <laughs> doesn't matter, does it? Just play the game.
0: No, well, that's the thing. It's because my computer is getting a little bit old. So it's uh. it's like messing with it so it'll run reasonably and look okay. Yeah so it'll run reasonably and look all right. So so I've done a bit of tickering and it seems to be really okay. Um, but yeah story-wise it's fantastic it's it's all set in basically in sort of suburbs of Prague this mm. one. And uh, there's there's a sort of transit system which gets you from one suburb to another, and they're big kind of open spaces where you can go oh, yeah. kind of wandering into various houses and stores, and there's all sorts of little secret back routes. You can go climbing through vents. Oh, that's uh,
2: good. It's nice that again again rewards you for that sort of
0: thing. Yeah, and, and you can also go, and if you want to, you, you can go through the missions by uh, – being staying completely out of sight and basically becoming a ghost and, you know, being avoid being seen by anybody. Or you can go in all guns blazing.
2: See, that's... I mean, they say that about certain games and I don't think that's true.
0: This, <laughs> because, this... I mean, go on. With this, it is. It is most definitely true with this. I always understand that you can. It's like, I think
2: Fallout and Bethesda games suffer the same problem. Um, You can go through, like guns blazing. But I think that games uh, like that seem... I, don't, I, I might be wrong about this, but um, seem far more rewarding if you play stealth. Like, if you yeah. play Fallout and you get the silenced pistol and you sneak around all the time, you can kill most people in one or two shots. Yeah. Whereas if if you play... I'm playing right now a sort of more run-and-gun approach, and it, it's it's heavier and it's harder and it's, you know, a bit more brutal.
0: I mean, the the interesting thing, actually, with this is not so much playing guns blazing versus stealth Mm. it's playing through you can actually go through basically the whole game without actually killing anybody oh that's good um but if you knock people out and then somebody founds the person you've knocked out they will wake them back up again oh okay so it, that in itself makes life a lot more difficult and wow. obviously it's difficult if you go in and just shoot everything that's difficult on its own because there are a lot of mobs that come out at, at you but it's it, but but there are difficulties with taking that stealth route as well sure of sort of trying not to be seen and so so it's not, not killing ones. people
2: it's not that one's easy. It's just that they're both really hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bo- both approaches and inevitably you can end up going off for a stealth approach and then getting spotted and then all hell breaks loose and you end up kind of, I've had that happen a couple of mm. times um and, and you you can go back and reset and try it again but you know i i the way i like to play through it first is i don't try not to do that very much you know somebody spotted me somebody spotted me there's not you know that's, yeah, that's yeah. what's happened so i've been on
2: about getting uh, the latest metal gear game and that that's runs a similar yeah sort of you can you can kit it out so that you can do all stealth but it's but i think i think it's better in those kind of games to do it where you do play if you do play stealth and you can try it and then if that doesn't if you do get spotted then change tactics and I think that's if anything, that's more fun and interesting because yeah. if you do get if you don't get caught, you've got that fun, exciting stealth thing. But if you do get caught, then, you know, the rocket launchers come out and you get to do, <laughs> you know, some bit of destruction.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um I'm just playing through that at the moment. But I've I've loved the Deus Ex games ever since the very, very first one came out, because this is the fourth, I think, mm. in the in the set. And that I mean the first one was is one of the best games I've ever played. Um I mean it probably wouldn't stand up now, but um, <laughs> it's it at the time was, you know, this huge open environment and has always had this thing where you can go through and take any approach you like. That's always been the way with those mm. dance sex games. So they've carried that through. So I'm, I'm really enjoying playing that at the moment. That's really been my own kind of main gaming TV wise. Narcos is of course back. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Narcos is back for season two. Um, So I'm halfway through that season already. I sort of binged watch like <laughs> half a season in because it's only eight episodes or 10 episodes. Oh, that's good. Um, so I'm, I'm, halfway through that in one sitting in one night, basically. Amazing. Um, but that's brilliant. It's as equally fantastic as it as the first season was. They are talking that there may be a third season coming up as well, mm. but obviously won't be based around Pablo Escobar. So yeah, I that, uh, that's well worth going back to. And I, I do hope they do something more with it because it's so great. Uh, Battle bots, which we've talked about quite a lot has been, um, this american version of robot wars well that's what i was going to ask is it is it, is it just a knockoff, or is it okay no or no no, the-, no. The, the there is a whole history behind it but essentially what happened was robot wars was brought to the uk by a guy called tom gutteridge who uh we interviewed there is a long written interview up on the website you can go and have a look and he's really interesting talking about he now um works for battlebots what happened was they went to sell robot wars to the us and it was on comedy central Mm. i think was the and that seems
2: inappropriate
0: well yeah and that's what happened they kind of thought it was comedy central were all up for it apparently but the people that sort of were involved with Robot Wars, didn't like the idea of it Mm. um, being on Comedy Central, so it didn't go there, which Tom always thought was a bit of a mistake. And it ended up with BattleBots going in and setting up there. So uh, BattleBots is actually... I mean, the whole thing originally stems from a group of guys in San Diego, which is who Robot Wars uh, got the licensing from in the first All place. Right. Uh, so BattleBots is set up by the guy that kind of set up the original Robot Wars in the US, I think. The difference is it's there is a, a, quite a big gap between the robots that you see on Robot Wars and the robots you see on BattleBots. The BattleBots are... Um, bigger way more violent much Uh, more carnage uh they're given far longer to be able to put the bots back together for the different fights and they are unbelievably destructive i mean if anybody (laughs) saw the episode this week the the there is the first fight one of the bots gets absolutely destroyed i mean like the whole front end of it is taken off the wheel comes off it's incredible the and they, they have different rules in that you They try to discourage people just using wedge shapes with flippers because they say they end up being boring, and you see quite a lot of those on Robot Wars. There aren't really many. um, There's no house robots because they don't feel they need them um, (laughs) because the robots themselves are so destructive. Plus, they say it'd be very difficult to build house robots, which could do damage against some of the robots that are put in the arena. That sounds good because a lot of the robots that are in the arena are not only built by amateurs, kind of. They're sort of amateurs, but people that have been doing it for 10 years, 10, 20 years. Yeah, right. And there are also people that are sponsored pro teams in there oh, as well. Oh, okay, right. So, there are, and, and because of that thing about not having wedge-shaped bots, trying to avoid using flippers, the bots themselves are far more interesting. Mm. You know, they're weird and wacky designs, but um just immensely destructive it's uh, we had a discussion with um somebody on on our facebook page about the show and he was he was saying that he finds the americanization stuff a, a bit grating which uh, is understandable but you know you can always fast forward through some of those bits and sure. just watch the Craig Charles. yeah well they have not what they do have is they have two commentators who are actually live at oh, the side of the good. fight which they don't do in the UK all that mm. put on afterwards in the UK um, and that does make a huge difference because it is like watching a sports match so like a big American sports like boxing fight sure so, so it's it's good it is worth looking at it's it's slightly different you know but essentially it is two robots beating the hell out of each other so you know <laughs> um, who doesn't just... want to watch that exactly so that's that's quite good fun uh, I also caught the first episode of The Night Off on um, Sky Atlantic that rings a bell The Night Off yeah it's it's been getting um, fantastic reviews in the US and I can see why it's essentially <laughs> about a guy who gets invited to this party he's a sort of college student gets invited to a to a party he's the guy that's supposed to be driving there something's wrong with his car so he can't get there so he borrows his father's taxi um, right. and he's dri- he's driving along he's trying to figure out where to go he stops and somebody gets in the back of the cab because he can't work out how to turn the um, not in service light, the light. On. yeah sure uh, he manages to get rid of those then a girl gets in and it's an attractive girl and he ends up hanging out with the girl who suffers later on an unfortunate incident and he's there and people have seen him and he shouldn't have the car and it's sort of oh, okay. about what happens the rest of that night but it's fabulous i mean it's a hbo <laughs> show um it's a very hbo show in that it, it's sort <laughs> it's of very HBO it, it is i mean it's you know it's it, it's got weight to it it's um really intense very very interesting uh it's fantastic quality it's all set in sort of manhattan new york that kind of area uh, it, but it, it looks brilliant the acting superb uh, really really worth looking up it's on th- off. i think the whole lot of it is on their tv and it's mm. on um so you can you can get it on their tv i i think they've actually dumped the whole lot on there in one I'm go. Getting,
2: i'm getting that did I, did I say about this oh you're you're getting that their, their tv I'm, I'm dumping the uh i'm dumping this the sky oppressionism <laughs> and getting skies now tv
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it's a, it's a valid way to do have said many times it's if you've got a decent internet access yeah
2: um yeah.
0: Now TV, Netflix and Amazon Prime will cost you about the same as the basic Sky subscription.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if- um my uh uh had to she's not really my stepmom. Um told me that uh, a program she used to watch called uh, Cold Feet is coming back tonight. Yes, yes it is. Which uh, I'm going to check out. Yeah. Um, but apparently that's going to be good.
0: Yes, I I'm sure that will be... I didn't watch the original, although I do remember it, um, I, so I probably won't be watching this one, but I, it was very, very, very popular. Uh, it's an ITV show, um, so I, I'm sure that will be fantastic for fans of the original show. Yeah, so uh, Night of I've been watching and Gilmore Girls, which I'm still watching at the moment. Excellent, Dave. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm almost on to season six. It's so emotional. <laughs> They're just so... They speak so fast. Eh? It's just brilliant. Oh. It's brilliant. It's funny. It's wonderful. I, and I know it's not exactly the sort of show that we possibly should be I don't know it's funny it's
2: it's great it's, it's got great loads <laughs> of
0: loads of kind of 90s pop culture references in it as well, um, well I
2: don't know what you mean about that <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it's got um, Danny Strong in it who is one of the now one of the creators who's a massive Hollywood film writer now is now one of the creators of Empire it's got Jared Padalecki from uh, Supernatural in it as well uh, a very very young Jared Padalecki in it, so um, uh, for those Supernatural fans that want to see a teenage Jared in it, there you go um, yeah. and it's got the the girl that is in uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the girl that is in uh, How to Get Away with Murder as well who plays the the sort of office assistant sidekick yeah. of the lead, she's in it as well so there's, there's uh, Melissa McCarthy of course and of course yes, Melissa McCarthy who yes, I completely forgot yeah, yeah and Melissa McCarthy um, <laughs> who's great you know, it's but it's such a sweet, wonderful yeah show. But I, I just adore it. So, yes, I'm I'm sl- steadily, I'm determined to get through all the seasons before the new Netflix the new one, yeah. th- comes out. Uh, I was going to say they're is, all on Netflix, aren't they? They're all on Netflix. Uh, new one comes out, I think, in November. So I'm determined to get through Ooh, everything before that does.
2: Maybe I should give a watch.
0: It is brilliant. And you do, it is one of those shows you do find yourself just kind of watching the next one and then the next <laughs> one. And they're about 45 minutes each, so... So there's that. Other than that this week, um, interviews, God knows how many interviews I've done. Yes, Um, you did say, yeah. I spoke to, um, I'm going to get this name wrong. Leroy O. o-, o- C. Osibuso, who is from, some of the kids might know this. Uh, <laughs> some he's of a, the kids. So, I mean, like and that. by that, I mean, the, he's aimed at quite young kids. Uh, there's a show called Jamelia and Aladdin, which is on CBBS and CBeebies, Uh, and he plays the genie in the show. So, oh, nice. I interviewed him. That was a written interview, so that's up on the website now if you want to go and have a look. Matt, who occasionally does this podcast, you might also know, also does a, uh, walking dead podcast so we did a preview of the upcoming season of walking dead which is on his entertainmenttalk.org website if you want to go and listen to that there's a couple of other interviews I did I spoke to Simon Fraglin um he's a he's he's quite a big composer uh he works with uh he worked on avatar worked on titanic spectre skyfall um he's worked with michael jackson madonna gary barlow s club seven all (laughs) the big names all the big names um his credits include four of the top grossing films of all time and six of the top best selling albums of all time so um yeah he's he, he works mainly with synths and uh that sort of stuff um so he he's been working with another composer he's doing the Magnificent Seven which oh, was
2: Dave this... I'm so excited for that movie
0: well yeah it's a remake of the Magnificent Seven kind of uh it's <laughs> well it's it's not following the same sort of story no. it's basically the same premise Chris um, Pratt Den- Denzel yes Chris, no. Chris Pratt and Denzel it is yeah uh, and the film looks great I've seen trailers for it and stuff um oh, James Horner uh, who was the guy that worked on Titanic and Avatar Mm. um, he's actually writing the music for it or was he started to to put themes and stuff together for it and was unfortunately killed in a uh, plane crash last year and Simon worked quite closely with him and they sort of wanted to continue it and uh, Simon got Simon was the guy that, that got chosen to lead carrying on with it. So yeah, it's based on a lot of the themes that James started and right, right. This interview isn't going out this week, by the way, this will be coming up in the next few weeks. So I'm just trailering things. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. So there's that one, uh, which was a great interview. He was a, he's English. He was a lovely guy. Um, there's uh, Joe Cora, who is the costume designer for Netflix's uh, Marco Polo, mm. um, which has something like twenty two thousand costumes in it. Wow! <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's uh, she. She was great as well. I spoke to her. Uh, she's also done uh, Hellboy two. She did the Young Indie series, the John Adams miniseries that was on TV, Doom Fifth Estate. She's done loads of different things. But yeah, she's mainly responsible at the moment for um, Marco Polo, but she was a great interviewer as well. And also did, which I did towards the end of last week, um, Dale Stern, who is one of the Emmy-nominated directors from Veep. They've actually got three Emmy-nominated directors. <laughs> I hope you
2: don't have to say all of
0: them. <laughs> no, uh, the, well, the other one's, um, the, one's the guy that's the showrunner of the show, and the other one is Chris Addison, the stand-up comedian. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, so the, the three of those, uh, they've actually and got... they're
2: all emmy nominated nominated
0: (laughs) yes i can't get that word out um so uh yeah there's there's those those guys uh dale's actually the interview that's going to be coming up later so we'll talk a bit more about that then uh right we've been through all that let's go on to some film and tv news (laughs) film and tv news this week Uh, First up, we thought we'd start with a Game of Thrones story. Here we go. Here we (laughs) go. I'm so
2: excited for the new series, Dave. I know it's like, isn't it coming out in June or something?
0: Yes, it's something like that, we reckon.
2: Um, Um, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the last season was so brilliant. But we're going to start with some Game of Thrones news because we have some. Um, (laughs) Jim Broadbent is apparently joining Game of Thrones in a significant role, but we don't know exactly what that is. And this news came out... And he might have been on Twitter. Somebody put, isn't Jim Broadbent already in Game of Thrones? I don't understand who are all those old white guys. <laughs> They're old <laughs> English guys. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but no, he's not already in it. He now has a job on Game of Thrones. Um, we don't know who he's actually going to play. the The role that we think he's on for was listed on the casting sheet as priest it's described as a venerable priest with moral authority and gravitas mm. uh, white actor in his 60s using rp accents with a cheerful face and starts shooting in september which would make sense of why the announcement has come out now if that's the character looking at that character sheet there was nobody else on there that it could have been so
2: uh, well like uh like you say you know like you've got you've got written for, for for you to read i'm sure i'm stepping online <laughs> go on, go on. but uh of course there's no there's no uh there's no head of the church now yeah no high sparrow he's gone
0: yeah the high sparrow is gone so one possibility is that um priest it, it, that that's what he's going to be he's going mm. to be some sort of leader in the faith of the seven is a possibility
2: the other thing i i i thought when i first saw that is, um, when the Hound came back, he was with a sort of religious group, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, there So is it could that. be somewhere in there, some, you know.
0: Maybe, maybe that's a possibility. There is another possible source which has been mentioned is Archmaester Merwin, um, who's also known as Merwin the Mage. He, although I, I'm not entirely sure about this, cause, but this was a suggestion that was made. He's a character that is mentioned uh, throughout the Game of Thrones books, he eventually makes an appearance. Uh, uh books. Uh. <laughs> ah, right. Yes, books. Um, he eventually makes an appearance in a Feast of Crows, which is the I think was the last one. He's described as not being a conventional maester. He's somebody that believes in many curious things, uh, somewhat of a maverick. He travels He's mapped distant lands. He's searched for lost books. He's been studying with warlocks and shadowbinders. it's uh, said to keep the company of whores, hedge wizards, swords, and even beggars. Uh, he's also supposed to be pretty handy with his fists and rumoured to have killed a man in a boxing <laughs> fight. <laughs>
2: right up until then, I was all over it. I was thinking, ah, oh, Jim Broadbent could do that. I don't think Jim Broadbent could kill a man with his bare hands.
0: No, th- and that's the thing that slightly throws me. It sounds like he's a slightly more... He's a slightly rougher character rather yeah. than eccentric. Although so the I think
2: at the, at, the, at the
0: the start of that, the,
2: the start of that when you were saying, you know, he, he's not conventional, he does all these, he's been in all these places. It did remind me of, do you remember in, um, the last, I think, the last maybe three Harry Potter movies. Yeah, uh, he played Professor Slughorn, and he was kind of this sort of eccentric and sort of weird guy who, yeah. you know, got up to stuff. Yeah. it seems like it, it not maybe a darker version of that.
0: Yeah, well, that that is true. So it is possible. In terms of the story, the way that he gets brought into the story, and they he's mentioned a couple of times, but he's actually brought in for the first time when he meets Sam. Um, uh, the big library, the big kind of library thing where Sam goes to study. Um, well, Sam is,
2: is in that big library thing. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: So uh, that's sort of why they're thinking it might that might make sense. Sam relates to him the story of what's happened to his life, and uh, they talk about Daenerys Targaryen, and and he finds Daenerys quite fascinating. So he sets off to find her. Oh um, man! So whether that tides into the show somehow whether that... she's
2: on the way dave she's yes, on the
0: way because she's on the way so i don't know that i don't don't know exactly we he may not be that character at all um he may be somebody else entirely we don't know but that that was one of the suggestions that came up but yeah it could be so could also be a new leader of of the faith of the seven could be somebody else entirely so oh, that's
2: exciting it's exciting dave
0: but yes i am looking forward to that that coming back, that should be awesome. There is a new drama coming in development. It's a sci-fi drama called Unidentified uh, from Zach Levy and the a, a pair of guys from uh, Smallville that were writers on uh, Smallville. Uh, Described as a high-octane thriller with sci-fi elements which centres on a CIA operative trying to protect his family from an unimaginable secret. Which doesn't give a whole lot away. But I thought it was worth mentioning uh, Zach Levy that um, you may remember from shows such as Chuck and uh, most recently Heroes Reborn. He was on as well. So... and. you know, he's I thought that was quite interesting. The the two guys, uh, Turi Tori Mayer and Al Septin, are serving as showrunners. Those guys are both veterans of Smallville and Exact Abuse and written shows before. They also worked together on Vampire Diaries, Hawaii 5-0. They worked on Salem. Um, it's been written by Sean Finnegan, who wrote the Getaway with or, with or Getaway with Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. So yeah, I mean i don't know any more about it than that other than it is in development at the moment but I thought mm. that might be one to keep an idea seems like helpful. a good pedigree I'm not convinced by unidentified as a title because that really yeah. confuses things although
2: <laughs> yeah that's true
0: unless is, is it actually
2: that you've written your, read your own notes wrong Dave <laughs> it just hasn't got a name yet and it's unidentified No, is that what's happened no, yeah?
0: no although I did make that point when I wrote the original post but yes because it, <laughs> it's like yeah thanks Zach that's really going to confuse things when writing about <laughs> Maybe,
2: this I presume it's like an unidentified flying object
0: and that's where the sci-fi stuff comes in. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, high-tech thriller with sci-fi elements and a CIA operative. So sounds quite likely um, that yes, could be some sort of alien thing. I don't know. Speaking of aliens, smooth segue. <laughs> uh, Georgina Campbell has been cast as Lita Zod. On Krypton, uh, which is a DC show, but I think it's actually sci-fi that are making this one. Um, sci-fi in the US. I okay.
2: thought you meant it's actually sci-fi. Like you said, the last one had sci-fi elements. Well, <laughs> this is actually sci-fi.
0: <laughs> no, it's a sci-fi channel, I believe, the people commissioning this mm. one. It's it's kind of... You know how, how Gotham is Batman without Batman? This yes. is basically Superman without Superman. It's set couple of generations back from superman so it's it follows superman's grandfather seg l it's it's set in a very turbulent time for the health of al where the once great family has been ostracized and shamed but they don't actually say why uh,
2: um well it's gonna get you it's gonna get worse
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's not a lot of future for those guys but that's i suppose
2: that's good because um you know gotham so so much of gotham you go it's oh, a shame because they end up with like Batman references and yeah. without Batman that kind of it's like you know spoils it a little bit but because because that's so far before Superman is like did you yeah. say his grand his grandparents
0: grandparents yeah
2: so that's so far away that it could probably do what it likes a little bit without having that sort of um, having that weight of, of knowing that it's got to go this particular direction
0: yeah and I, I mean it, it, some of the relationships are going to be Founded, that you know, uh, but but theres not there isn't there there isn't quite as much like weight to it in terms of you know it has to go in one particular direction. Yeah. Um, so G- Georgina um, Georgina Campbell, you may know from uh, she was on Tripped on E4, she was on After Hours, Flowers, Flowers, Murder by My Boyfriend. She was on where she won a Bafter. Uh, she's currently working on Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. So, you know, I saw
2: an advert for that, looks good.
0: Yeah, um, if a bit odd, yes, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Guy Ritchie <laughs> does King Arthur. I'm not entirely sure what you'd expect, really, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's playing lita Zod. She's a cadet in the Quintonian military cast, daughter of Allura Zod, who is a military general, uh, described as a reluctant warrior who's currently in a secret, forbidden relationship with the disgraced Segel. So, so she's kind of the co-lead with uh, with the guy that whoever they picked to play Segal. She's there's a, there's another role to be cast, which is Valal, which is Seg's grandfather, who is apparently an explorer who cheated death by getting by finding the Phantom Zone, and he's been living in the Phantom Zone. Ah. So, so there's another generation back as well. The show's been done by David S. Goya, who is the guy that was behind the Constantine TV series, the Blade yeah. the Blade series and the Blade movies actually. Uh Da Vinci's Demons. Uh he was a writer f- on Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So try not to let that <laughs> hold him because
2: against- gets But him. never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is
2: it is it canon at all to to, to you know the Superman movies
0: and uh, I don't know. I it's I think it's one of those things that's gonna be Set so far back that,
2: that it's not going to affect them. That it's
0: not going to affect them, and it's not part of the Blantyverse, so it's not necessarily going to be related to any of the TV shows. Oh, okay, Um and it's on an entirely different network and everything else. The other guy working with him on it is uh Ian B. Goldberg, who was on Once Upon a Time and Terminator's Sarah Connor Chronicles. Damien Kindler, who was on Sanctuary and Sleepy Hollow and was one of the big guys on stargate s g one, is serving as showrunner so yeah i mean i i the krypton it's i think it's a very early stage at the moment it's only a pilot stage, so it may not even get past its pilot uh, You know, yeah but it, it's an interesting sounding concept, I think mm. Unlike the next two shows, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just took a look at that. What a weird. Go on. Which, which explain all? Just I maybe lose the will to lose the will to live. Um, NBC has commissioned a sexy contemporary take on Oliver Twist.
2: <laughs> you know Oliver. Tw- you know how sexy Oliver Twist was already. <laughs> yeah, it's <Turning laughs> so a very dull,
0: very wrong road you're going down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the idea is, it, and it's going to be a crime procedural so they right. take a 20 something woman who teams with a group of outcasts to catch wealthy criminals okay it's called twist joel silver is the the who is the huge hollywood producer is producing with liongate studios um, wait is this a is this a movie or tv it's TV. tv it's a tv show um it's got a script commitment from nbc it would have to be NBC that, that are behind <laughs> this. It's a horrible, horrible idea. Uh, mind you, not to be outdone, Fox <laughs> Fox have got a King Arthur TV show, which they've turned into a police procedural. Oh, my God. At least Oliver Twist, like, had police. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, this turns Arthur into a graffiti artist named Art, I think it's set nice, in Manhattan classic. or kind of New York. Uh, he has a best friend called Lance, Lancelot, and Guinevere is now Gwen, and she's an idealistic cop and arts ex-girlfriend. There was something in the release about fighting mystical forces, but at that point I'd lost the will to live and <laughs> didn't want to read it anymore. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Um, How about that, Dave? It's going to be could, the new
2: hotness, Dave. It's the new hotness.
0: Just... God. Original ideas, please, people. <laughs> Just, uh, oh. <sighs> so that that you might have to look forward to. Both of those shows are in development um, and have got like either script commitments or pilot commitments. I think they're both at script stage at the moment. Um, uh, let's hope they don't make it any and further we can than that. St- and
2: we can stop it by <laughs> signing this petition.
0: Yeah, let, let's hope they make it no further than that. <laughs> <sighs> right. Poor Dickens. That note, Poor yeah, old Dickens. D- Dickens is spinning so much in his grave <laughs> right now, you could use him to bore a hole to the centre of the planet. So, anyway, moving on. Here we have an interview. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, the interview this week is with Dale Stern. He is the Emmy-nominated director of HBO's and Sky Atlantic's Veep. He's actually worked as an assistant director on Veep from the very beginning. Uh, He's worked on iconic shows such as Curb Your Enthusiasm. He worked on the Bruno movies and Borat movies. So this was basically his first
1: Are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Go from moving from assistant director to director. And it's his first time, like, having his name... As director on an episode and it got an Emmy nomination. Brilliant. (laughs) So nice going um, he's clearly looked and learned we're, we're obviously I mean I'm a huge huge fan of Veep I don't know do you watch the show I know uh, no I hear uh,
2: very good things it's
0: very 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 funny it is I mean it's it's by Amando Inucci uh, it's basically a US version of The Thick of It that's yeah. sort of where it started but I mean it's a lot more than that it's a very different type of show to The Thick of It but you know has a lot of those tropes in there but yeah we we spoke to him and as, as I played out a clip last week he's also a huge fan of geek town and his kids have and his kids have our t-shirts oh yes (laughs) yeah um the other thing is the first time we scheduled this interview it starts off a little bit weird because the first time we scheduled this interview I i rang him and uh, he goes, I can't talk right now. I- I'm surrounded by police cars. Uh, somebody's just crashed into my car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and there were like police cars, paramedics and all sorts of things. So uh, it wasn't his fault. It was somebody that ran into him and kind of smashed his car up. Uh, so yeah, we that was sort of, how we started the conversation but uh this is a few weeks after that original phone call so uh so yeah here's the interview anyway it's about half an hour he was lovely to talk to he's a wonderful guy um and we talk about veep and like everything else he's doing so here's the interview we'll see you afterwards with some air dates bye, 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 bye. Hi, Dale. It's Dave from Geek Time.
3: Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. It's it's good to finally talk to you. I'm so sorry about last time. That was nuts. It's absolutely fine. Oh man, some lady went through a red light and basically bent my car in half. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah when, right when you called i had like a, a, an, an ambulance three police cars you know it was just there it was, it was, was a whole circus going on at the time <laughs> yes that was completely nuts i'm yeah, assuming so, you're so, all okay so, so today i flattened my tires i, I locked the door from the outside and i've surrounded myself with bubble wrap so nothing would happen <laughs> to me so i could talk <laughs> to you
0: fantastic good well, thanks for uh, finding the time and not being in a car accident this time. That's good. Yeah, right.
3: Well, I, we're actually it's very it's very funny. Um, we love Geek Town, and uh, um, my kids wear your T shirts. My oldest boy has the one of the, the the caveman turning around with the spear, saying "Stop following me" to the uh, to the, uh, the primates. Really? And, uh, just 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 the other day, uh, my little one had to have he had to have to it because it suits him so well. The one was, uh, I I aim to misbehave, and he really, really does. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, so I'm really excited to
0: talk to you. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm I'm so happy about that. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's bought one of the t-shirts before. That's fantastic. Oh, really? They're cool. (laughs)
3: yeah no I and everyone they're in baseball and everyone asked us where'd you get that so we've been telling them oh yeah geek time they're really funny t-shirts <laughs> oh great oh I'm,
0: I'm so happy about that that's brilliant <laughs> anyway um yeah but, um So, yes, we wanted to talk to you because you're a director on um, Veep, which is a a phenomenal show. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, And uh, we absolutely love it over. It It airs on Sky Atlantic over here and and I just absolutely adore it. Uh, And and you you directed the episode from last season called Mother, um, which... Got nominated for an Emmy, and, and as far as I can tell, that's the first kind of thing you actually were with the main director on. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, so that's the first time I was given credit as the, as the main director. Um, I've been a creative collaborator in everything I've done for for years. You know, I did yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm for you know ten years, it only eight seasons, but it took ten years. You know, Bora and Bruno. Um, with sasha Cohen and uh you know 10 items or less with john lear and then and of course Veep. so when i got into veep i just did the same thing you know i don't i don't just roll a camera and sit back you know yeah. uh, i'm right i'm right in there pitching ideas and thoughts and you know for you know for, for for lines phrases and you know how to get in and out of scenes in a funnier quicker way so, yeah but, but finally you know they let me have my own episode which was fantastic and they they let me do it the way i wanted to do it which was even more exciting for me so it kind of came out it basically came out just the way I wanted it
0: to be <laughs> fantastic I mean it's, it's such a great episode as well and um, thank you it's slightly different from, from the rest of the episodes it's the uh, the one where, where Selena's mother dies and it sort of delves very much into sort of Selena's psyche and why she might be the way she is which is really interesting
3: yeah this was clearly uh, Selena's episode to highlight and uncover her, you know, her beautifully flawed character, yeah, and the conflicts that run so deep inside these great chasms that, uh, uh, that, that that run so deep inside of her, and explore why she is why she is, you know, because yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus is, is amazing, wonderful fantastic person. It's like the greatest I've ever worked with. She yeah. ruined it for every other leading actress I work with in the future. She's just incredible. But Selena is awful. <laughs> she, she's an awful politician. She's an awful mother. She's just an awful person. And we wanted to kind of like, you know, un, un, you know like peel back the layers of the onion and find out why is she like this? Why is she so terrible to Catherine? What is the reasoning behind this? You know, and, and some of the other things. And so that's where, that's where we went. And it was obvious to me as we started prepping the episode that everybody, everybody uh, in every department, you know, they recognize it as a very, very different kind of episode. I mean, it's just a, it's just a dark, you know, episode uh, um, that, that, uh, that everyone could, you know, everyone wanted to help me make it the special thing that I thought it be.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got quite. Um, Catherine's featured obviously quite a lot in that episode because it's about her grandmother and, yeah, you know, Selena's mother. And Sarah is amazing in that episode as well.
3: Mark, you know, she has this uh, this cry. That is so that's so incredible, and it takes a moment. You know, I can't just say, "Hey, you know, Sarah, start crying." You know, she she has to just give me a minute, just give me a minute, and I can tell. And we will roll the cameras, and you don't really know the first time it happened in that hospital hallway. I really didn't know what it was going to be like. Yeah. I like, oh, I wonder what Catherine's cry is like. You know, because we played around a little bit, but you know, she has to get into the moment. You know, yeah, in her head, and and. All of a sudden, this whale comes out of her that is just, it's just so brilliant. I was falling out of my chair. I could not believe how funny it was. And it it was just, it's just great. She's, she just, she's magic in in this, in this episode. She really comes to life in this episode, you know, and it sets up other things down the road, you know, for the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just brilliant. I mean, that, I, I loved this, this last season. You should say, you're, you're nominated, it's got something like uh, 15 Emmy nominations, the show this time around. and and three of those are for directors the other two being Chris Addison who a lot of people in the UK will know very well he's a fantastic stand-up comedian and uh, Dave Mandel who uh, is the other person nominated and he's also the showrunner. Now now, is it a good idea to win an Emmy over your boss? (laughs) I'm not sure
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a good one yeah i, I, I might not even, i might not even show up i, I might even actually try to you know add counter campaign on myself saying that uh you know i was just awful i was drunk or i did it from a halfway house i don't know yeah but um uh, it, i mean, it's going to be what it's going to be you know uh yeah Dave Mandel is such a genius he really helped out in this episode too he, he he's 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 so great. I go way back with him. I mean, I did curb with him, you, yeah, know. I've done, yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, he, he hired me on a commercial campaign. So I've worked with David for years and years and years and we have a wonderful shorthand and uh, he's really, he, he, when Armando left the show, uh, you know, it was, it was a real panic for me. Like, oh my God, now what's going to happen? And then Dave stepped in and, you know, Dave is, is kind of the perfect person to take over the show because he, he's a, you know, incredibly smart and knows all about politics I think was a political major and political science major and He's got uh, different but great comedic sensibilities than Armando, you know, and uh, what he did was kind of expand the show a little bit and bring us into like a broader comedic universe and slightly darker reaches of of comedy.
0: Yeah, there are some very, very dark moments, um, dark comedic (laughs) moments in in the last season as well, you know. So, yes, I can see where he's, he's played with that.
3: Yeah, and by the way, Chris Addison, dear friend, love him. He's he's uh, he was a bit of a mentor as well in the last couple of years, you know. Yeah. He came in, uh, he, he came in very quietly because Armando, you know, started bringing his friends in from the UK to direct. Yeah. And you know, they, they all have a little bit of a different style. And I was kind of the emulsifier between them and Armando's concept of how the show would would be would be shot, you know. They would they would start to do something like, no, Armando likes it this way, you know. So uh, uh, and Chris he he picked up the torch, it took him a little bit just a couple of days, but he picked it up and and really ran with it. And he's so great. Uh, You know, I mean, everyone in the UK knows how funny he is. He's just a charming guy. I love him dearly. And I'm really thrilled to death that he is nominated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, me, me too. I I saw his stand-up. I think it was last year or the year before, um, and he's just hilarious.
3: Oh, he's hilarious on the set. I mean, <laughs> he's just he's, he's just a hilarious guy.
0: Yeah, uh, he's he's very very funny. So I, you know, I he is he back? I'm assuming he's back next year directing as well. You're directing next year as well, aren't you?
3: Yes, uh, and I've asked them to give me. <laughs> something, uh, another kind of an outside of the box, you know, dark gold, you know, gem. Because <laughs> I love those. I love that. I'm not, I, I, that's where I live, you know. I was raised in British humor.
4: I, yeah. you know,
3: I was I was very sick as a child. I was home most of the time from school and I would watch, uh, gosh, Monty Python, the Marty Feldman show, Betty Hill. Faulty Towers, Black Adder, you know, I was just, you know, I I got, I got later on, I, I, somebody turned me on to um, the day-to-day Brass Eye, you know, with Chris Morris, you know, that was a carrot they waved in front of me. Oh, by the way, you know, when they first asked me to do the show, they, they threw the the three names. They they gave me the Julia Julia Dreyfus, yeah, Armando Iannucci, and Chris Morris. And I'm like, well, how can I say no to that? <laughs> God, this is You know, I, I it's like it's like it's like hitting hitting the lottery. You know, working with them. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was you know really 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 jazzed. And one of my first movies that really uh, I feel like I'm blabbering on, but I got to tell you, no, go, um, go It connects to the dark. It, it connects to the dark comedy. Is Peter O'Toole, you know, in this country, you know, you talk about Peter O'Toole, you think of, you know, the, the movie in the desert and yeah. a great and brilliant dramatic actor. man. When I was about 14 or 15, my father, who is one of the funniest guys I know, my father used to read, he he would sit and read the obituaries and laugh. I mean, he, he sounds <laughs> humor and everything. He said to me, he goes, I'm going to take you to this movie. I think you're going to like it. And we went to it and it was, it was so bizarre. It was so outside of the box. It was so dark. It was so insane. It was the ruling class with Peter O'Toole. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah.
3: And that, that movie kind of changed my life a little bit. You know, I fell in love with that type of crazy dark comedy. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I asked for another kind of a, you know, outside of the box. one.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. Um, how how did you end up working on on Veep in the first place? I'm assuming it was it was a meeting with Armando that took place.
3: All right. Well, this is a two minute story. You want to hear it? Yeah, go on. So I was working on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, and I get a I get a phone call from HBO telling me. Armando Iannucci from the UK is in town and he wants to meet you. He's got a new show and he wants somebody that is not like a normal kind of AD, which, you know, I'm like, so what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, He wants somebody that kind of, you know, thinks outside of the box and we just figure with your and he knows what you've done with, you know, Borat and Bruno and this one and religious that he thinks you might be able to fit in. And I, I I couldn't believe it. Armando, I wants to meet me in America, you know? So I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely. So they they broke into meeting after work. And during the back half of the day, one of my PAs came up to me. They were passing out uh, hot chocolate. He gave me a hot chocolate and he made it with coffee. I don't drink caffeine at all. You don't want to <laughs> give me caffeine because you don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. You know? yeah, yeah. And I drank like most of it. And I realized, oh, my God, I had caffeine in it. So I leave work. I drive across town. On the way, I feel it coming on. <laughs> My leg <laughs> is twitching. My head is starting spinning. I'm starting to perspire. You know, I finally get there. I, I, I sit at the table. Armando comes in. He goes, hello, hello, Armando. Yeah, let me tell you about the show. And he talks about two minutes, telling me all about the show. Yeah. He goes, enough about that. Tell me about yourself. So I said to him, I literally, this is verbatim, I said, well, Armando, it's like this. I can roll the cameras, sit back, and let you do everything, or you can go sleep in your trailer all day long, and I will shoot your show just the way you want it. (laughs) And we just looked at each other for a few seconds. He says, right, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. And he left. And I'm walking out of the building. (laughs) I'm walking out of the building, and I texted the producer. Man, I am so sorry. I can't believe I, I said that. And she wrote back he loves you. You have to do the show. <laughs> so that's, that, that's how I, that's how I met him. And he took me up on it. We were doing a scene early on and uh, we were like, uh, I think we were in the DAR in Washington and uh, we were watching the monitor, like take four, or take five or something. And it, you know, he just, yeah. he's looking he goes, That's not working. He goes, he looks to me and he says, you go fix that. I go, well, all right. Yeah. What do you want me to, what do you want me to do? He goes, just go fix it. <laughs> oh oh, okay. okay so uh, yeah, I go out there and I kind of made a couple of small changes that I thought might help out I changed the block told the cameras what's going to happen changed a little timing we came back we shot it we ended up shooting a couple more times and you know, I guess it worked. He, he, he didn't, he didn't, he liked it, I guess. and So he kind of spent less time walking out to the set. He would just send me with either his thoughts or mine. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's how all that happened. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. It seems
0: like an incredibly friendly set. And I mean, you've been either you've been assistant director from right from the very beginning, haven't you? So, um,
3: yeah, I've done every show.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it seems like a really fun and entertaining set to work on, I imagine.
3: It is. It's incredibly fun. It's a lot of work. I have to tell you, um, there's a lot of characters, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in every scene, so that's a lot of mouths to feed. And the scripts, like a normal half-hour show, is like uh, 29 to 31 pages. Our scripts clock in... At like 63, 64 pages. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like mind boggling how much we have to do in a day. That's uh, nuts. We do three times the amount of work. We uh, uh, check this out. Uh, our our record for um, for the number of pages in one day in one day was fifty four and three eighths pages in one day. <laughs> we shot almost an entire episode. We were. I mean, everyone was having a heart attacks you know, the week before saying, you know, when we told them all right, we're going to shoot this whole episode. And one day we're going to do, you know, 54 pages. And they're all like, what? (laughs) And, uh, it was, it was Armando who did it, who is, you know, my he's just a super genius and we did it, you know, and uh, it was, it's a great episode. It's such a great episode, but we usually clock in between like 12 and 17 pages. It's a lot of work. And, we're all family. It's such a fun set. We all know each other, we love each other. There's never any, you know, conflict there. Everyone gets along, they support each other in the scenes and out of the scenes. It's just a beautiful harmony there. And um we uh, it, even though it's a fun and fun and happy happy set, it's also a dead serious set when they're looking for Something they, they are laser focused yeah. on finding you know the right phrase the right word uh, uh, the right nuance you know anything that will transcend the scene and uh, they do it you know we we all you know kind of focus on you know what can we do with this line what can we do with that line and yeah. of course after we get the after we get the sixty four pages <laughs> we uh, we throw the script we throw the script out and we do a free one forget about the script we know what happens in the scene come up with whatever you got, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, it's a one for fun. We call it a one for fun. And sometimes it's just, you know most of the time it's great but sometimes they'll bite us because after you know an hour of shooting a scene or two hours of shooting a scene the one for fun may be so genius that we have to go back and get additional (laughs) coverage to match that you know but when you have when you have like these thoroughbred improvers like we have on our show yeah you'd be crazy not to let them out of the stable you know absolutely
0: yeah i mean that makes perfect sense that you know you you've got you've worked on a number of things that have those sort of improvised elements because you know, as you say, you worked on Borat and and the Bruno movies uh, and Curb. You know, all of which have that sort of style to them. So I, it just makes sense, really, with Veep, because you've got some incredible talent on that show.
3: Yeah, yeah, we do. They're, they're all they're all amazing. Yeah, you know, even the ones that you wouldn't expect. Like uh, the one that threw, one that threw me was was uh, was Reed, Reed I mean, Reed Scott who plays Dan. You know, he plays this Straight, kind of a straight, you know, character. Uh, he's, uh, I thought he was going to be the, uh, the straight guy. But, you know, <laughs> man, when we throw away the script, he comes up with take after take after take of the funniest stuff. <laughs> he's a brilliant improver. And I've learned that with, you know, like all of them. All of them are just... You take them off the page, and and they come up with some fantastic stuff.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. I just love that the show is made like that, and I think it comes across on screen because it's it's such a funny show. It's really entertaining. I'm I'm a huge huge fan of it. So you know, I'm I'm glad that that it's it sounds like it's as much fun to show to you know, to, to shoot and to work at than it is to watch. So. <laughs>
3: It is a lot of fun, but again, it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, (laughs) We get hate mail. We get hate mail from our families, which are only like a couple miles away. (laughs) 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 Uh, When we shot in Baltimore, we shot in Baltimore for four years, so I would be in Baltimore five, you know, six, six or seven months out of the year. Wow, where where Uh, are you based? You know, where where are you based normally? Oh, I live in Los Angeles.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah, and, and a lot of the people do, and so we went out to Baltimore. Baltimore seemed like the sensible place to shoot a show about Washington. Yeah. Uh, And it was good because I think that's what helped us out being away from uh, all of the distractions. Yeah. Um, So we could, uh, you know, we can can take advantage of the architecture out there as well. You know, Armando, we set it up with a lot of flow. We'd like to, you know, be able to have like Selena come out of a limousine in this great, you know, Washington type environment and walk into the halls and go into rooms. And we would go through, you know, two hallways and two rooms in a single take yeah. and never have to worry about it. And when we moved to, to to California, we had to build a lot of that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so uh, we, we would leave her, she would leave a room, go down the hallway. We'd have to cut. And sometimes, you know, the next room she walked into was scheduled two or three days later. So we had to kind of remember, well, okay, what are we talking about? You know, what yeah. do we do? And what was I, you know, so, it became a little bit it was a little bit of a challenge, but we figured it out. Yeah,
4: yeah,
0: yeah, I suppose it at least it makes life easier for for you guys, even if it's a bit more of a pain, at least you are seeing your families a bit more. <laughs> so
3: yeah, yeah, it a bit of a distraction
0: um,
3: <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> they're terribly distracting these people that live in our home. <laughs> um, but Speaking of distractions my my, my episode. My episode was so I knew that um, my episode was that they gave me that Peter Hayek and uh, Alex Gregory penned so beautifully yeah. was really, 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 really super special. And I so wanted to do it justice. So um, that was my, I think that was my biggest contribution to, the, to this episode was um, in, in my prep. I, I knew that I had to remove all distractions yeah. Of all the actors. I need to have them. I had to have her, especially completely focused of being in the, in the moment at all times. And, you know, when you do these shows, all television, you know, you bring in the actors and it's like, okay, well, why don't we try it? You standing here and let's have you over here. And, you know, maybe you're over there. And I couldn't have that. Cause you'll waste, if you do seven scenes a day, you've wasted now an hour and a half of just trying to figure out. Yeah. So. I did something, you know, I worked with Burt Reynolds for for years. He kind of, he got me into the director's guild and he trained me and he had a lot of friends all all around him all the time that were, you know, great directors and cinematographers and, you know, and stunt people. And they all said, hey, kid, you know, here's a tip. you know." And so (laughs) one one of them, and I stole it all, uh, which I I understand is the great British tradition. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And one of them was this uh, fellow, um, uh, Robbie Benson, who uh, I watched one time. He he grabbed the script, and he he was playing out all the characters. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, if I play them out, I can kind of figure out where everyone should be. So I did that. I got access to the locations, uh, which we found at the last second. (laughs) And uh, I I took took a script, and I acted up all the parts in every scene and like multiple times and took pictures of myself doing it and videos. And I did like this little package of a previs and gave it to, to David Mandel to, to let him know what I was planning so that they could all be on the, everyone could be on the same page when we actually got to the set yeah. and you know, he liked it, you know, so I was able to map it out, make these, you know, shot sheets and, you know, give it to the, the director of photography. So he knew how to light it ahead of time. So when we got to the set, you know, people, I'd say, okay, you're here, you're there, you're there, you're there. And I knew, I knew it made sense. Yeah. So yeah. after the rehearsal, you know, many times after rehearsal, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good, you know, let me try it over here. After every rehearsal, they're like, yeah, that feels good. So that was fantastic. So once we got the set ready and brought him on, on the set, there was none of that, you know, what am I doing standing here? Why is he there? Why am I near the window? You know, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I really wanted to remove all of those distractions out of them, uh, especially her, so that she could deliver the Because she had to, she had to reach into a whole brand new bag of tricks. Yeah.
4: You know, for yeah, this yeah.
3: episode. You know, especially the scene when she's trying to say goodbye to her mother but can't come up with a word so <laughs> she recites the greeting cards that Sam gave Kent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I knew I I could tell that morning that she was she was going to go for it. So I I mean I got that camera like five inches from her face because I know I can because she's gorgeous, and I knew that uh, she was going to deliver you know that jaw dropping rock solid gold tour de force performance that she did. Yes, I mean I couldn't believe it. She made me cry every take on oh. the <laughs> set in and editing. In editing, I would, and then, you know, of course, a minute later in the scene, she's laughing hysterically yeah. because of the vote in Nevada. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know anyone else that can shift gears like Julia can. No, no, it's it, it is a
0: phenomenal performance, particularly in that episode. I mean, the whole thing's great, but I mean that particular episode. It's just so, um, it was such a roller coaster of emotion. The whole thing.
3: Yes, and my job was to be able to capture it.
0: Yeah,
4: that's yeah.
3: that's what I wanted to do. You know, uh, I wanted to make sure that she and everyone in that episode was covered properly. So you know, so in the edit, we could always have a, a place to go to that was real and that was solid and made sense and moved the story ahead and was funny. Yeah, and we had it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, eight, yeah. Uh, as it's, I say, a,
3: it's the best on Fumblecast and television.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I think they work so well together. It's brilliant, and I mean, of course, at the end of at the end of the season, um, you, we see Selena leave office, but there is another season coming. So, although it's called Veep, we, uh, she's she's not actually got a political office next season, as far as we're aware. So. <laughs> Or doesn't know what we're going to, what's going to happen yet. So that's going to take the show in another completely different direction.
3: Yes, it's a whole new world. It's a really funny world that we're about to get into, and it's uh, it's what happens to her after you know she she leaves the office. And I can't give anything away, although I don't really know much of anything anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm sure my episode. They'll give me three days ahead of time and say, "Here you go, figure it out, make it funny." Um, <laughs> but as far as the story arc for the season, it's still a mystery to, to all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Ex, you know uh, outside of the ivory tower.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it returning because I'm a huge fan. A couple of last little questions. Because obviously we're a, we're a TV site. We have a couple of questions to throw at people. Uh, first thing is what oh is what are you watching at the moment? You
3: know what? I I literally I literally work about fifteen sixteen hours every single day. Last year I worked <laughs> three hundred and twenty two days. No joke, three hundred and twenty two. Oh my so God. If I'm off, yeah. By the time I get home, it's like you know. Everyone's yeah. asleep and I got a crash and I got to get up in the morning and on the weekend, I got, uh, now that I'm, I'm home, I, I got daddy duty. I got two boys yeah, that are yeah. in baseball. So yeah.
0: I, I haven't, I don't even know, I don't even know where the TV is in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the other the other question is, if you could get your hands on any TV show, past, present or future, other than Veep, obviously, because you work on that, what would you like to... Be involved with?
1: Wow!
3: Wow! Uh, what do I like to be involved in? What a great question! Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I loved an American show uh, called F Troop. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, there was there was a show called F Troop about uh, about the uh, the frontier and uh, this crazy renegade cavalry group that was uh, that was out there trying to trying to uh, suppress the Hakawi Indians. Right. Um, uh, it was very stork, and, you know, it was just, it was really, really funny. I i, I think I might want like, to go back in time and play with that, because I, I <laughs> love it. I love i love the straight man. Right. I fell in love with the uh, the whole concept of the straight man uh, growing up and watching all those comedies, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Stand, I love stand-up, but there's something about the, the combination when a straight man comes in, there's just... I always found it very appealing. I couldn't wait for that guy to come in and you know, have some fun with. <laughs>
0: awesome all right well it's fair to say we've never had that one before so that's good
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone here remembers it either <laughs> i've
0: just looked it up it has got a wiki page um yeah so uh 1965 that was so. yeah well i
3: saw it in reruns as a kid because like i said when i was sick as a kid i used to watch all these things and reruns yeah i watched i dreamer Genie, Get Smart, F Troops, you know, uh, uh, McHale's in the Navy, you know, all those crazy things, you know, and Harold Boyd and Laurel and Hardy and uh, Avon and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was just was I thought. You know, yeah, I watched.
0: Yeah, there are some great old shows. Um, Right. I'm going to let you go and get back to your day. Thank you for coming on and talk to me. It's uh, been fantastic. Love the show. I'm looking forward to more of it. I love your episode. So I'm so happy you came on. (laughs) Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to talk to you. I can't believe that there's a, the, uh, the big chief himself was talking to me. <laughs> oh, well, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, David. I really appreciate you spending time out of your day to talk to me. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you're you most, know, yeah. I, can, I, I can die now, actually. This is really <laughs> cool. I'm not used to this. Nobody ever calls me and asks me questions. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, I, you're I, very I, welcome. I hope, uh, I hope uh, some of it made sense. Yeah, no,
0: it, it was great. Thanks. Cool. All well, right. thank you again. All right, thanks. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. bye bye so that was the interview with Dale. If you want to buy any of the t-shirts he mentioned, never never want to <laughs> no, never want to not want to push a plug-in. Um you can go to geektown.co.uk forward slash shop, by the way. And <laughs> that'll get you to the t-shirt shop. You can buy all the t-shirts you want. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that interview. For your children. they for your children. <laughs> you can buy children, you can buy maternity <laughs> stuff, you can buy baby stuff, you can buy yourself one, you can buy your girlfriend or wife one. Uh, so <laughs> so yeah, they're all on there. So great place to come, geektown.co.uk forward slash shop
2: (laughs) wow that was that was beautiful i've
0: never seen anything like that (laughs) anyway here's some air date information air dates this week first up we have cancellations I should. I really shouldn't be allowed to have a no, soundboard. I like that. That's excellent. <laughs> um, cancellations. We have uh, Devious Maids, which uh, is currently on its fourth season over in the UK. I think it's it's already gone out in the US, uh, but that will be it. It's not getting renewed for another season. So there's that. Um, renewals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like it adds it adds a certain uh validity to the show. Like some people think, oh, it's just about TV and stuff. I but have they to hear find- that, and they're like, wait, this is heavy,
0: man. <laughs> I, have to, I have to find find out what what else have I got here
4: i find your lack of faith disturbing <laughs> that is excellent you know
0: when you know when i don't mention
2: like when i say i don't like sci-fi or something or like <laughs> yeah. you know um I, I know matt's a fan of uh like the walk the new walking dead, fear the walking dead. for the last time <laughs> <laughs> i know like matt doesn't like fear the walking dead yeah. when, when
0: he mentions that
2: you don't watch that <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, maybe. I got
2: a
3: bad feeling about this. Oh, dear. <laughs> get off
2: my bridge. Ah, that was good. You've mixed now. We're out of Star Wars
0: into Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I've I'm got what on? It's not going on. so I've got. <laughs> have you got anything from the Flintstones? No, I need to get some the Flintstones Yeah, yeah. So So. Uh, I've got some. Oh, oh! There you go. <laughs> also if you know if, if you're feeling down
2: oh sad walking away music sad
0: hulk music wait it's... leave
2: it on leave it on dave i've got to tell you i'm uh <laughs> i'm leaving the podcast this is the last <laughs> this is the last one i'll be able to do
4: that's
0: a you joke. I'm saying it's me fine. The last time. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, we should turn that off. Uh, yeah, so where were
2: we? <laughs> you can play that over the, you know, the cancellations.
0: Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should do. Yes, that's I, th- that's from the uh, the end of the 70s Hulk TV series. It's yeah. the sad walking away Hulk music. <laughs> so. Um, Yes, renewals. We got very sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> renewals, uh, two renewals um, Killjoys and Dark Matter, who, which are, are quite similar sort of Canadian sci fi shows. They've both been renewed for third seasons. So I'm very happy that they're both back because they're really good. Changes we've got coming up uh, Blind Spot, somebody asked about this. So we've updated it to autumn, but we don't have a more exact date than that. Uh, today, we heard that the Exorcist TV series, which is currently being made. Uh, he's coming to randomly to Sci-Fi UK in mm. the autumn, which is a, sli- I don't know, feels slightly odd to me, a place, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll do perfectly well, but <laughs> it it seems a bit overly horror for the Sci-Fi channel, I would have yeah. thought. Uh, you know, Fox, somebody but like that.
2: But I suppose there isn't a
0: horror channel, maybe. Well, there probably is, but I've just never watched it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it just seems... Uh, I expected it to go to somebody like Fox or something like that. Not yeah, yeah. But good on them for getting it. At least it's airing, airing somewhere as well. Um, it's It's not exactly based on the book or the movie it's set 40 years later so but it's it's a similar sort of premise with uh, two priests battling possessed people so yeah we'll see whether it's any good or not but but that is in the works and we're heading this way for those of you interested in the emmys the emmy awards are not on they're usually on sky living but they're not this year they're coming to five usa on the 19th at 10pm that's going to be highlights from the primetime Emmy Awards I haven't checked to see whether Sky are actually doing like anything on the movie channels because sometimes they they actually put I know they do the Oscars live so I don't know whether they might be but if you want to catch highlights of the Emmy Awards they're going to be on 5 USA at 10pm at on uh, 19th of September if you want to catch that Law and Order SVU returns for its 18th season um on Universal Channel on the 16th of October at 10pm, that's back. South Park for its 20th season, that's back on Comedy Central for the on the 16th of September at 10pm. I've kind of fallen away from South Park, even though I used to love it. It's such a great show. Chicago Med, second season of that coming to Universal on the 23rd of October at 9pm. Oh yeah, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, which is one of the big four yeah, yeah. US talk shows, Apparently he's coming to the E channel from the 15th of November at 10 PM. That will be going out. So it's going out 24 hours after the U S but, uh, I mean, it's like the thing with James Corden though, all the really interesting bits, they stick up on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of, I don't know. I do mean, I, I really like James Corden. I do, but I haven't kind of gone to watch his show because all the interesting stuff I can find on YouTube. So, yeah, you know cuz you can get the uh, James Corden Late Late Show you can get,
2: day after on Sky yeah,
0: yeah day after on Sky it comes over here so show shows now coming over as well with Jimmy Fallon 15th of November at 10 p.m on E that is there is a half hour comedy series starring community's Donald Glover coming to Fox called Atlanta that's on in November sometimes and that's that's a new acquisition for them coming to Fox UK that looks like it could be quite good fun. That I, I mm. don't know a huge amount about it, but I really like Donald Glover. I think he's really good.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's
0: good. And that's basically entirely kind of his show, produced by him. So, oh. um, so that that's one to look out for. Fox UK in November, Atlanta. That's called Longmire season five. There have been things flying around about the fact that it's coming to Netflix soon. Uh, not in the UK, it isn't because. Uh, Although Netflix, it's, it's not a situation where Netflix pay for the show, but because they buy it off a production company that already had existing deals on in some international territories, it's, uh, Netflix pay for it for I think I think it's Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the US. Mm. But everywhere else that buys it, uh, they, their existing deals still in place, which means the DS some TCM over here, so we don't get it until November. Uh, even though it is a next it technically it's a netflix original series yeah. now but it's not made internally so that's a bit of a problem there is also a new show coming to Netflix if you're a have you ever seen Mythbusters
2: uh, yeah, yeah yeah I used to used so, to like Mythbusters yeah
0: so if you're a fan of Mythbusters which finished I think in March this year they put the final season after about 15 seasons they put the final season of that out they have a new show made by the Myth, Mythbusters guys not the two main guys um, it's it's kind of the rest of the people involved uh, it's called White Rabbit Project essentially it's Mythbusters 2.0 um, it's looking 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 at weird and wonderful events from pop culture, science, and history. And the presenters immerse themselves in experiments and builds and tests as they look at the truth behind the various themes of the show. So, yeah, it's... I mean, essentially, it's Mythbusters, but not (laughs) not with the two main guys there, just with the rest of the team. Uh, It's called White Rabbit Project, first season of that, 9th of December. That's coming. So that's one to look out for. Next week on TV... Actually, there's a show that is currently airing, which I just wanted to highlight, called Clever Man, uh, which we spoke about a few weeks ago. It it popped up last night on BBC Three, uh, 4th of September. Yeah, so popped up last night. It's an Australian show. It's modern reimagining of Aboriginal mythology. And it's a sci-fi drama. Oh, wow. So it's, it could be interesting. I don't know. Did you check it out? I haven't looked at it yet because I only found out this afternoon that it popped up like last night. Um, So I haven't looked at it yet, but it's on iPlayer. It's on the BBC Three channel on iPlayer. Yeah. So that, that's one that I might go and check out. It's, it can't be too bad because it's got a second season already. So. Mm could be one to watch out for Ross Kemp's Extreme World starts for its fifth season on Sky One on the 7th of September at uh, 9pm so that's back um, they're really good, actually. They're really good documentary ser- series. Yeah. And why on earth Ross Kemp decided he'd give up cushy acting jugs to go to what? be shot at? <laughs> what a move, though.
2: What a move for Ross Kemp.
0: Yeah. So he's but he's so good at it. They're really interesting shows. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn season three starts on Netflix on the 7th of September. Um, I, I really struggled to get back into that. I mean... <laughs> It was it was fine, but, you know. Our Girl, it should be really popular. That's on BBC One. starts Michelle Keegan. Season 2 of that starts on the 7th of September at 9pm. Uh, Mock the Week, Season 15, Part 2, starts at no, on the 9th of September. Um, haven't got an exact time for that. I think it's usually 10pm. I think it's changed nights from previous nights as well. So there's that. Uh, the Strain, Season 3, starts on W Channel, formerly known as Watch. Uh, that's on the 9th of September at 9 p.m. Have you been watching any of those? No, no. I'm, I'm sure they're kicking around on some of the catch-up services, um, oh. particularly at the moment. That's worth going to watch, because I think there are only 10 episodes a season. So, you know, they're not too much to wade through to catch up. But mm. they're worth watching. They're, it's a good show, that. And um, Major Crimes, season five, coming to the Universal Channel on the 12th of September at 9 p.m., so that's everything, I think, for this week. Unless Great. you've got anything... Uh... Uh, no, I'll be checking out Cold Feet. I've been meaning to watch Stranger Things. I hear good things. Yes, yes, Stranger We're Things. i got to check that out. Stranger Things, if you haven't caught it, is well worth watching. I know it's kind of 80s, like, nostalgia stuff, which is a bit before your time, but it's... Mm. You, you, you know enough, you watch enough Simpsons to be able to catch that <laughs> I do watch a lot
2: of Simpsons. I've, I've been trying this new thing, Dave, where when people tell me to do something, I don't, ins- normally I instantly, I'm instantly reluctant when someone tells me to watch something just because, just, just because you're,
0: you're belligerent is what she yeah, saying. Yeah, <laughs> just
2: because, I'm not doing it because you told me, why would I do that? And it happens to my girlfriend all the time. She's like, I oh, listen to this album, Ross, and I think, oh, that's going to be terrible. I'm not listening to that. And then, a mo- <laughs> and then a month later, I'm like, this is the best album I've ever there you go. So yeah, I'm going to start with TV, and I've been told really good things about Stranger Things, so I'm going to watch it. It is great. It's a really, recommendation, really good. which is the first time I've ever done that. Apart from Firefly, has gone really well as well.
0: Yes, yeah. I, well, I'm glad you like that. I'm going to finish that off. It's it good. Was, it was worth ten pounds. <laughs>
2: To This anonymous donor, who we for, don't yes, know. yeah, sorry. The I anonymous have got no donor. idea who that was, <laughs> but that's that's like the
0: RRP, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it is a great show. I'm and I'm glad you're enjoying it. So they did good. a
2: film, didn't they, called Serenity. Is that any good?
0: Yes, yeah. Watch Serenity after you've watched, watched that, cause it. What's that? Because it because it was a cancelled series, um, ah, uh, it doesn't wrap off that. The it, one it, thing what, I
2: keep thinking while I'm watching it is, I hope it wraps up.
0: The movie wraps it up. Oh great! So so yes. When you finish that, go and watch Serenity, and that ties up a lot of the loose ends from the TV show.
2: Amazing. So so yes we'll be back next week on the firefly podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) we shall be back next week yes um well i will be back next week you probably won't (laughs) be back next week um so uh if you want to reach us throughout the week you can find us at geektown.co.uk and see all the latest air date info and tv news want to get in touch you can email podcast at geektown.co.uk find us on twitter at geektown on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown or on instagram at geek UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. See ya.